What's up, everybody? Welcome to our double premiere of our brand new podcast, Do You Love It? Oh, I love it. I am Des Andrew, joined by my co-host, Devin DKC. What's up, Devin? Hey, boo. What's up? Yay. I'm so excited we're doing this together. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. We're in the morning now. My brain is working, or I think it's working, so let's let's try this out, you know? (laughs) It's actually night here, so it's brain's been on all day. You're in Hungary, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And I'm in California. That's an eight-hour difference. Very far. <laughs> well, to everybody listening who hasn't heard us as a duo before, we both come from podcast backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I decided to end my podcast, uh, I Feel Tried, back in September, um, always knowing that I wanted to do another project with a different mm-hmm. name. I know you have a project. Do you want to tell everybody about that? Yeah. So I was co-host of Black Girls Bravo. Mm. You may have heard about us. <laughs> um, and uh, I was co-host with two of my closest friends, Lara and Desiree. Shut and up. we are coming back with our third season, but we are no longer Black Girls Bravo. And we are, I know that's right, the podcast. Yes. So look out for some new episodes. Um, same voices but new platform. I love that. I love your show. And then I saw that you changed on social media, the the handle. Mm-hmm. And literally in my head, all I can hear is the uh, Up by Cardi B. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of like the, the vibe you guys are going for? Um. Well, definitely because I think it's like become more popular since that song. Mm-hmm. But also we were looking for something that like is a significant saying in the black community. Mm-hmm. And we went like it literally took us so long. We went through <laughs> so many names, oh, and yeah. the hard thing is really finding a name that's available on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email, and yeah. domain websites. So I know that's right Yay. was available and special to us because we say it to each other all the time. So there we go. I love that. That's when it works. Is when it's something that's like organic and that you actually say with each other it's a phrase that mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of like gives the viewer or the uh the listener an idea of uh just the, your dynamic your friend dynamic totally for sure so is it going to be like about bravo still is it going to be pop culture what is it um more pop culture less bravo the bravo world is very toxic Oh my God, I'm glad um, I'm not the only one thinking. I mean, I love Bravo. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about Bravo a lot on this show, but um, I mean, fans are, are really hardcore. Fans and so are like a lot of the other Bravo content creators. Yeah. Like, it's a very like, guys, we're not on the shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. calm down a little bit. So it, it's just something that we wanted to get away from and we didn't want to limit ourselves because we talk about everything together. Like, you know, we're girlfriends. So mm-hmm. it's going to be definitely some pop culture. Also, you know, art. We're definitely going to highlight black women in media and all forms of art. And yeah, we're just going to keep chatting it up the way that we do. And, you know, we'll talk about anything, honestly. Well, I know that's right. Hey. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I got to have um, the three of you on my old podcast, which mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. still one of my favorite episodes because it's so fun yes. to, to have like different opinions on like the same product. Mm-hmm. I love that when, when <laughs> we could be like on the same page and then out of nowhere, it's like one other thing. It's like, whoa, how did you see it so differently? Yeah. And then w- totally. When I went on your show, it was the same thing, you know? For sure. We had so much fun. And so uh, for this podcast, we're hoping to keep the same kind of spirit, I think, as both mm-hmm. of our... Well, yours isn't a former one. Mine is a former one. But your, um, I guess, previous trajectory of, of your podcast, we're going to kind of keep in yeah. that same realm. I know that a lot of uh, listeners were excited anytime we brought up anything Bravo or a lot yeah. of our games and stuff so we're definitely going to bring you lots of games um Love even in the games. first episode we have uh gg garrett shidagi 
I, I had there to look it up how to say her name. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> come on. I'm pretty sure I can sound it out. But then I'm like, okay, well, let me actually find a video where she sang her name. Yeah, yeah. So I did yeah. my research and uh, Good. hopefully I didn't butcher it if you're listening, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully she's listening. She's going to be part of this episode. Uh, yeah, I hope so. And Gigi, call me. <laughs> yes, I know, right? <laughs> yes, I'm excited for everyone to hear about that. She's definitely really friendly and, mm-hmm. and down to hang. Hey, I'm excited for everyone to hear about it. Love it. Okay, well, like we said, we're going to be an outlet for pop culture news, pop culture discussion, TV, movies, new music, even old music. I mean, look at our theme song. That song is very old. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. It is. It is. Yay. There's so many things that have happened uh, since I've been off the air. You guys Mm -hmm. have been off the air for a few months as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot in the pop culture world, um, especially in the Bravo world, one of the big things that people are talking about right now is the Real Housewives of New York. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I think of, uh, I forgot who said it. You watch Drag Race, right? Yes. 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 Who's the person who did, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, who did that? I think it was last season, or like last All-Stars. Or, they mm. almost won, I think, too. Was it Raja O'Hara? No. Who said it originally? Wasn't originally it was like from Vine. Oh, and then Vine. a drag star said it, and I can't remember who. It may have been. It, no, actually, I think it was Raja O'Hara. Yeah. I think so. I just think of them wearing all purple. It was like a purple wig and an all purple outfit. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what I think of. I love that. If you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. (laughs) Literally just type in, oh my God, RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) I love that. Totally. Well, I'm one that I never was into Real Housewives of New York, uh, mostly because I feel like from what I hear and what I see on social media is that A few of them, especially, you know, one of them, Ramona, is like really pretentious and kind of treats like people around them like they're less than. And especially Mm -hmm. if it's like a a catered party and there's, uh, you know, service workers, them kind of just treating them like the help. And I even heard that she called one of the people the help or something. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm like, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, she's always been like that. And I've watched... Roni on and off since it came out. Ramona, I've never really cared for because of what you said. Like, she's always been very cringy. But I think in the, like, recent years with the current climate of the world, she got worse. (laughs) And, like... She didn't go the right direction. (laughs) No. And I think people are also starting to notice it more and not just, like, oh, well, that's just Ramona and how she is. But actually, like, oh, she's she's actually quite toxic. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My first instance of even watching her, because, again, I've never even seen one episode of New York, was uh, watching The Girls Trip. Did you watch The Ultimate Girls Trip? Oh, I did. I did. What did you think of that? I enjoyed it, but I couldn't stand Ramona. (laughs) She just has no class. She's crazy. Like... I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm Now that we're recording and I'm not just speaking out into the air, like, you know, I know it's not nice to call someone crazy. That's just how I talk. You know, maybe I'm Valley Girl and that's one of the words that we just always <laughs> use to describe things because uh, I, you know, I'm Southern California. I, I work in the Valley. I'm technically not living in the Valley. I live in like the country agricultural side, but okay. Um, but yeah, so she's just a little erratic. Maybe that's a better word. Yes, that is a perfect word for her. I can't believe that's a real human being. Like every little thing, like every single thing she does and says, (laughs) all her observations, like her facial expressions are wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think honestly erratic is probably a perfect word amongst (laughs) others to describe. (laughs) Amongst a lot of others. (laughs) 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 Totally. Yeah, she's I mean, as a Roni watcher. Am I sad that the show is over? Yes. But do I think that there needed to be some change, especially everything surrounding like, I mean, the last season, how it was with Ebony Mm -hmm. and seeing the way that she was treated and seeing like Ramona be terrible, Luann be terrible. It's like, you know what? It it is time to just end it. And then the fans make it even worse. So let's just cut that off. 
I have this theory and I really want this to get out into the universe. Hopefully people listening can, if they like this idea, they can help me try to <laughs> be heard. To me, the only way that I'll watch it, and maybe there's people I haven't been thinking of, but two that come to mind that would definitely draw me to this show because it would feel like a different show. And it would, I mean, obviously look like a different show, but also give like the same sense of like glamour that Beverly Hills has. Yeah. Is adding Angela Simmons from Run's House. That's where I know mm-hmm. her from. I know she's done a lot since then, but yeah. I remember watching her on Run's House. And Kamora Lee Simmons. I think that would be an awesome like family dynamic while they're mm. still, you know, still big celebrities, gorgeous to look at, interesting people. Because yeah. at least I haven't been following their lives for a, a few years. Yeah, totally. But I, I don't know why those people come to my mind of thinking, okay, this will feel like a really big show and something that I really want to see. I could see that. I could see that. I think that if they did do a New York, new New York show, like show us people in New York, like don't just show us a bunch of socialites. And I get it. It's the real housewives, but like Mm. it's 2022. That's why I loved Ebony so much. Like she was a working woman, Angela Simmons, working woman. Like, yes, she comes from hip hop royalty, but she's still a working woman and like doing the damn thing as is Kimora. So I think that if they do do a rebrand, like give us something besides these bored old white women, (laughs) thirsty white women. (laughs) that are like they just want to be on every guest list they want to be at every party every dinner but they have no substance to them give us some deeper people i i wouldn't know but (laughs) (laughs) right i mean you've never even seen the show any uh dream cast uh people that you can think of who would you cast if you were in charge of the reboot of the real housewives of new york who would i cast okay i would definitely do Angela Simmons. Kimora, I'm not so sure about. Um, But I do think she would make good TV. She's not, like, problematic, is she? I've heard that she can be. Oh, really? But I don't know if she's, like, problematic to the point where it's, like, we need to cancel her. I heard that she can be, like, not a very nice person to people that work for her or, you know. Like a Ramona again. Right, like a Ramona. (laughs) Uh, But she's also a woman of color, so it might be a totally different, like, you know, vibe there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there's this girl that I follow on TikTok. I think her name is Clark Peoples. Okay. She is a young girl. She lives in New York. She, I think she's like a web developer or something. She's at NYU or is, no, I don't want to get it right. She's at okay. one of those universities in New York City. Okay. And, totally on scholarships she has she's so smart she has so much money in scholarships that she can afford to live in a high-rise like go out and like enjoy the city like how a socialite would but she's also in school and just has everything paid for because she's so smart and i am intrigued by her like she's such an interesting person Mm -hmm. i feel like i would love to see her on a show okay laura lark Clark Peoples. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> I don't know who Laura Lark is. She might be interested. <laughs> Let's get her on the show. Come on. Right. Come on, Laura. <laughs> Laura Lark. <laughs> Clark Peoples. Clark okay. Peoples. I think she would make great television. <laughs> okay. Okay, Clark Peoples. I think I had three common letters in, in the entirety of the name, but... <laughs> Close with okay. the lark. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend that uh, texted me right away when that news broke a few weeks ago, asking me, like, what do you think? And, you know, he didn't realize I don't watch. But he was mm-hmm. suggesting Julia Fox. I think that's her name, right? The girl that was oh, just dating gosh. Kanye. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah, I don't really... I watched um, Uncut Gems with uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I don't remember her being that person, but I guess... I mean, I watched it. That was his girlfriend, I guess, right? I didn't watch Uncut Gems. I didn't watch. Um, And I don't really know who the girl is, but I just Uh know everything that I've seen of her seems like you like she just seems like that person that's like at a party and like you never really interact with her. But you are annoyed by like everything that she's doing (laughs) that night. Okay. 
Okay, I'm probably that girl to a lot of people when I go to parties. But, I mean, no, shit, I might be too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about her. If she can contribute and make for good TV, then that's great. So I mean, my maybe. goal is to watch this show. You know, I don't want to not watch it. You know, and, yeah. unless it stayed the same, then I probably wouldn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, I want some star power. I want some some something different. You know, because if yeah. you're changing the show, make it a changed show, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's New York. Um, hopefully, we'll get some more information on that soon. Uh, our guest that we're about to dive into is Gigi Golnessa Garachadagi. Okay, let me there try that go. again. <laughs> Golnessa Garachadagi. Okay. And uh, she's been in the headlines a lot lately. A I don't lot. know if you noticed, but a lot. A lot. I wasn't even pulled into this whole story until I started seeing Gigi's name. Because I didn't, to be honest, I don't know them people. <laughs> you don't know Lala and Randall? No. You don't watch nope. Vanderpump? No. No? Oh, okay. Ooh. Are, do you plan on it? Or are you up to speed now? Yes. Desiree keeps telling me to watch. And I said that I was maybe going to start it during summer break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, From the beginning. So... I, that's that's my goal. That's my summer goal. <laughs> well, I yeah, I didn't care about the first season for whatever reason. My parents watched it and they're really? like, "Yeah, my parents actually honestly got me onto Real Housewives and they got me onto Vanderpump and they got me onto Shaws of Sunset." Now they don't watch wow. any of those. That's just like not their vibe anymore they and it's funny that that you. was their vibe. <laughs> yeah. I think it was because like back then it was, you know, the first season of Orange County. It was a little bit more relatable, not I mean, maybe not relatable to you know the entire world but yeah um it wasn't like a huge mansion of uh villa rosa with lisa vanderpump or you know a giant mm -hmm. penthouse in new york or something it was right like uh it seemed like it was upper middle class families in uh, yeah. southern california so my parents watched that but anyways uh yeah i'm definitely caught up on vanderpump i don't really have great feelings towards lala um, I don't want to close the door on ever having her on this show, but uh, I've definitely publicly expressed my uh, disinterest and distaste in her. So I don't know, but but I definitely have my girl Gigi's back because I love totally. her on the show. I've seen her around uh, back when I lived in L.A. It was, it was like nine years ago, nine or eight years ago. And uh, I was working at a restaurant on Sunset Boulevard, and she was there, and I think she was hungover because she was very quiet and her sunglasses <laughs> and everything, but she was so friendly and really sweet. And so ever since then, I thought, okay, cool. Well, you know, you're approachable, you're polite. Yeah. It's just the right things that you want in meeting a stranger, whether they're on TV or not. Yeah. And then after watching Shaz of Sunset, definitely a fan of her. But, um, you know, people are kind of ripping into her on social media. I know you've seen that, right? Yes, it's crazy. People are, I guess, just upset that she's taking Randall's side, who is uh, Lala from Vanderpump Rules. That is the man that she brought on a few seasons ago. You know, it was controversial because he was like a sugar daddy. He was married at the time. Lala got oh, a Range Rover okay. to drive around after dating him like for two weeks or something. Everybody's wow. like... wow. Where did that come from? And she lied about it, saying that, oh, it's only like $100 to lease a Range Rover or something. And then Girl, she said where? that it was her mom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I guess uh, Gigi's saying that she has been friends with Randall longer than she's known Lala. So if that is yes. how it comes off to people on social media or Twitter, whatever everybody's you know liking to uh, make noise then i guess that's how it comes off but i don't see anything wrong with it i think that they're no. in the bravo universe right mm -hmm. and that's what you know bravo celebrities do is they're asked questions about other shows and to give their opinions and that's what they do and when people don't like it it's like hello that's literally what you've been <laughs> yeah that's what you signed to. up for Exactly. Yeah, I think Gigi is very good at that. Like, and I think also her personality is like straight to the point, no mm -hmm. BS. Like, why would she sit there and let people assume? Like, let's go straight to the source. Let's talk to Randall. I was here for it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I, I don't know if that's just because I like Gigi or what. But yeah. didn't bother me none. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyone who is listening and knows all about what we're talking about, we're going to give you some really good insight into where she stands, her new businesses, um, and what's in store for the future with Gigi and the Shaza Sunset. Yeah. So uh, I think we should get into that interview if you're ready. Let's do it. Do you love okay. it? Oh, I do. I do. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know our guest today from the Shaws of Sunset, the Genuinely Gigi podcast, and her cannabis line, Wusa Cannabis. Welcome to the show, Golnessa. What's up, Gigi? How are you? Hey, Gigi. We're Hi. great. Thanks for having we're me great. here. Oh, we're so honored to have you. Thank you for taking time out of your day and lending your voice to our podcast. We appreciate your time. Yes, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I always have time. I always have time for these type of things, so it's okay. <laughs> First question, do you love it? The name of the podcast, do you love it? <laughs> wow, that's such a that's such a complex question for the first question. I I'm obsessed with it. I'm like hyper obsessed with it. Like it's changed my life. I literally feel like I'm like a journalist that needs to be like wall writing for like the New York Times, you know, like the cover stories. Yeah. I had a very Michelle Pfeiffer moment, you know, recently where I'm just like you know, I'm Michelle Pfeiffer. Someone out there is Robert Redford. I'm like gonna win an award for my journalism. So yes. yeah, I fucking love the podcast world. Yes, we love it yeah. too. What's new with you since the last time we saw you on TV? Aside from, of course, being in the headlines every day. <laughs> <laughs> Which headlines would you like to address, honey? <laughs> There's a lot of them. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I have been so busy working. I um I'm coming out with a sex toy line called Intimately GG. Oh wow. Um, I know, right? All right. We love yeah, that. I'll be like out yes. in like a month, two months max, but I'll have it out. It'll be very soon. I've been working hard on that. I uh in about a month I will have my food truck out on the streets. So I oh. my company. What type of food? Um, it's going to be Middle Eastern inspired. So it'll be like, you know, it's called bottom of the pan, which like in, in Farthi, we have this thing called taggy, which is like that golden crispy rice at the bottom that mm -hmm. we always mm -hmm. put over on top of the rice and we put something. So the name of the uh, truck company is bottom of the pan and we'll have that as a specialty. So it's great. I've been really busy working and trying to raise a son. Yes. We're excited to see that. Uh, on camera and to be able to see it on your social media too. Where's the food truck going to be located? Is it LA based? Bottom of the pan for now will be LA based where it's just going to be for a while. I'm going to just have to be taking it all around to see where it works. And I've been hearing a lot of crazy stories that it's like a, a very territorial industry that like, if you get to like a street first and you take someone's like spot, you're fucked, right? Like you lose all respect in the community of food truck people. Mm -hmm. So like I'm learning a lot. So I think the beginning, it's just going to be, let's see where the food truck works. Where does it need to be? Is it going to be just LA based? Do I need to go maybe down towards Orange County? You know, Long Beach area is great with a lot of business, a lot of foot traffic in Long Beach area, you know, downtown. So I'm just sort of, you know, Pulling all the statistics in. It'll be on the streets. <laughs> yes, yes, That's yes. So exciting. Ventura County, too. We, we would love to see it over here. I can't wait for you guys to see Bottom of the Pan. I'll invite you guys for a snack. Yes. Yes. We're there. Food. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned raising your son, who is beautiful, by the way. He's growing. He's so smart. I was watching him open up the little dinosaur eggs and yeah. say his colors and everything. So how is mom life going? You also have a new puppy. Is it like raising two children at the same time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think a puppy is harder than a human. It's puppies are really, really hard because they chew up all your stuff. But at least the little baby human doesn't do that. You know what I mean? It's amazing with Elijah. He's so amazing. He's at a beautiful age right now where he cracks me up with the random things that he says. I don't know where he learns it. He just says the most random things. He is extremely advanced uh, intellectually. 
the doctors advised me of this and has, you know, told me I need to take this into consideration. It is a great thing. Yes. But it causes issues if it's not addressed correctly because mm-hmm. emotionally and psychologically, they're usually their age, but intellectually they're a lot ahead. So they get a lot of built up frustration and anger. And I have to learn how to work with him and do things that allows him to release, but he has these random tantrums now where he'll just go lay straight flat on his face and just lay there dead like I'm just like come on Eli it's just it's funny it's been amazing having having this unique amazing individual that I get to Mm. call my son so sweet how old is Eli now he will be two April 27th Oh my wow. gosh, that is right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Getting yeah. his birthday now, it's going to be dino themed. Everything's dino. <laughs> dinosaur themed. I was always afraid of dinosaurs growing up, and I kept that with me in adulthood here. So that's great. He won't be living with that fear that I For a while. <laughs> still hold. For a while. So irrational. They're not coming back, Des, but, but I still hold right. on to that fear thinking. <laughs> <laughs> And I see that they get along, which is really nice. I'm sure that takes a lot of uh, potential stress away from you when you see that they can sit together, watch shows together and just chill out. It's it's a relief, you know, and it's interesting because it starts a lot of conversation because of the adopt don't shop situation. Um, all of my dogs before I got Jaja and my puppy, I had rescued from shelters. I'm a huge advocate for shelters. But because of the amount of animals and dogs that I have rescued from shelters and the incidents that I have come across with these dogs, it's unpredictable. And to bring a brand new newborn baby when I want a guard dog, I obviously want a huge dog for protection of the house. It's just me and my son. Mm -hmm. So I can't risk that this dog has been through some crazy ass trauma. You know, so it, it took me a while to find a really nice breeder that really just followed the nice ways of doing it and a trusting background for the dog because now I know what their temperament is all the way to their grandparents I know when I say I'm getting a chill dog it's a chill dog yeah that's important I still advocate for adopting I just think when you have a brand new baby I don't think anyone wants to take that risk yeah and unfortunately you know the internet is so loud are you experiencing the haters that are just making noise about that decision? Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about the haters. The haters are always going to be there. They, they, they motivate me into learning more and educating myself more because I know if I have to retaliate, I need to come from a smart place. And sometimes I've learned I'm wrong and sometimes not often I'm not wrong, but you know, I'm usually right, but I'm usually <laughs> learning something in the process of it. I'm a very open-minded person. I have no walls. I accept people for what they are as long as they're kind and not hurting anyone else. So I wish that for myself from others. Unfortunately, we don't live in that society. Not anymore, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's so true. But speaking of and, you know, talking about the haters, how they're always going to have something to say. So we've seen you on TV for so long now, but now you have the podcast. How is it sharing your life on TV versus now on the podcast and people seeing you in a different light? I love that question. Um, It's such a day and night difference. It really is. And I think anyone who's in the podcast world can understand that this is its own genre. It has nothing to do, like it doesn't, nothing else prepares you for. Maybe if you went to journalism school and, you know, took all the courses, that'll help this, which I want to do, by the way, because after having done a podcast for almost a year now, I'm like, wow, I have so much to learn. I see you guys and I see you guys' techniques. I'm like, oh, I want to learn that. Do you know what I mean? You're Michelle Pfeiffer moment, right? You're exactly. going for that. I guess yeah. just, I, I, I need to be that. But it's awesome. I've chosen to have a, a podcast that covers the controversial topics that most people are afraid to have. So the guests that I get, the topics that we have are so interesting. They're so fun. Um, you know, from anywhere from just masturbating, you know, people who they think it's just such a taboo conversation. And my co-host Anita just masturbated for her first time uh, two months ago. It's insane for me. She's 44 years old. She just masturbated for oh. her first time because oh she God. thought her ancestors were watching her. It only got oh. 
right? It's just some weird shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But it needs to be talked about more. It needs to be talked about because she's not the only one. There are so many people who have a, a bad concept of masturbation. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a person that's going to say, hey, it's just so normal. It's so normal to feel good. It's just so normal and okay. You know, we were just taught the feeling good was not good a long time ago, I think. So yeah, it's, it's fun to have this podcast to be able to just explore different sides, I think, in depth that with Shaw's, you know, I share a show with six people, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it, I would love it if it was one hour of just me, trust me. <laughs> would I, too. Would we? I'm <laughs> people. So it's great to have a podcast to show the world different sides of my brain. Absolutely. And we get to hear you speak in more full sentences and stories rather than right. piecing together scenes that might be more interesting to, right. to the viewer. <laughs> We also saw you on the show uh, develop a cannabis line. I think at the time it was CBD. Yes. But I, I know that recently you sort of revamped that. Can you tell us about your uh, your cannabis products? Absolutely. I started Woosa, um, my cannabis line, as it was supposed to be a THC and CBD line. Um, I think it was just maybe a couple months before I was going to launch. The laws were changing every day you know, about six, seven years ago when I was starting this and they're still changing all the time, but the law immediately shifted and said CBD and uh, THC cannot be in the same category and it is a separate licensing. So oh, wow. everything I had just went dropped down because I'm not licensed and the state wasn't handing out licenses anymore because they were worth more than gold at this point to have mm -hmm. a license to grow in, in, in California. So I got screwed. And so I came across um, an amazing idea that I'm going to do an amazing job at just the CBD until the day comes, which just came, that I can be licensed in the state of California to have my THC line. So Woosa is now going to be a THC line found in dispensaries, you know, so it's amazing. I'm really happy with it. It's just Come on, weed is a way of life. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Are you more for edibles? Do you like to ingest your cannabis? Or do you like the good old-fashioned smoking? I'm a good old-fashioned. I like to roll up my weed. I'm old school. You know, I, I, I used to buy weed from dealers. You know, we bought like a, a Same here. 20 sack. We bought a dub sack or a dime bag. If you had money and you had a group of friends, you guys bought an eight, which now that's the minimum you can get at this point's reasons the eight. To meet in a parking lot. I'm a good old fashioned flower girl, but I, 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 my name actually means flower girl. Girl. Nessa means flower girl. Isn't that funny? Um, uh, I'm going to do pre-rolls. I'm going to do probably we've, you know, renewed the vape concept. So it's now mm -hmm. safe again in the um, nation. So I'm going to have vapes and the brand is just going to expand. It's going to expand. You know, edibles are in such a different category. I think my demographic, I have a lot of mothers. I have a lot of soccer mom type of women that are following me. And I think edibles play a little bit of a difficult role in our lives because it lasts for like hours and hours. So and hours. Well. <laughs> you can't shake that shit off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's good for a party or like a late night cap when the kids are asleep, just chew on it. Yeah. I think just take a puff, relax, or taking a nap. <gasps> Ooh, perfect. It's over in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Instant gratification. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I admire how you're just normalizing something that can really, I mean, has been demonized, especially in black and brown communities. But I mean, especially now that you're a mother, and yeah. it's not taboo. I mean, we all smoke weed. Mm -hmm. And other mothers need to see that. Like, hey, sometimes I just need a hit to deal right. with these kids. <laughs> it's, 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 I get a lot of shit for being a uh, cannabis mom. Um, and I knew that that was going to happen. And I knew that I wasn't going to care at all. And <laughs> I, think, I think it was my lack of fucks that just showed people that this is solid. This is who she is. She's not you know, going to shift her you know, style because of public opinion. I'm doing this because it helps me. I'm doing this because every week I put a needle of chemotherapy in my stomach. I have to go through this. People don't. So I don't give a fuck what they have to say about it easily. You're also an yeah. LA mom, which is different. If you're not from LA, if you're not from California, I mean, it's so regular here. It's like 
kind of uncommon if you've never tried smoking weed, if you've never done any sort of cannabis products. So I'm sure the hate that you're getting is from someone who doesn't live like a similar yeah, lifestyle to I you, right? People who smoke once a year and they get so stupid stoned that they end up swimming in a pond <laughs> with snakes or something. Like this is oh a different, God. this is a different, I'm, I'm doing this in a different, you know, realm of lifestyle. I'm not, I'm not a stoner brand. I'm like, let me show you what this little green, all natural green can actually do for you. Love that. Yeah. Well, we have a fun game for you to, uh, <laughs> yes, you love games. Perfect. We want to get an idea for, uh, what kind of people you want to hang out with when you're smoking, you know, are they chill or are they no chill? So this is called puff, puff pass. If you would like to smoke with them, indulge with them, you can say puff, puff. And okay. if you want to kick them to the curb, then you can just say pass. Oh my God, why didn't I come up with this game? <laughs> hey, well, go for it. Go for it. You, gonna, is it true? I'm going to have to steal it. Oh my God, <laughs> brilliant. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> we'll send you our invoice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. We'll have our people call your people. Yeah. I'll yeah, buy yeah. the trademark. <laughs> All right. So, how about your castmate, MJ, Mercedes Javi? Okay. I would 100% have to puff puff just to have to chill with her. <laughs> That's the only way you would do it? She's a lot. She's a lot. You know what I mean? And 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 she's got, ever since she became a mom, she's become hyper anxious. I feel like she um, chews off more that she could swallow. And as we know, MJ's a little bit of a hot mess. So when you see someone who really takes on too many tasks, she becomes like, you know, and then it's like, if, you, if you're with her, you're like, and then you just smoke the weed and you're like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, definite hardcore puff puff, like a big bong rip puff. Oh, okay. I would love to see you and MJ smoke a puff together. <laughs> I would love to see her smoke weed too. Okay. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Yes. Let's do it. Andy Cohen. <laughs> Andy Cohen, I would love to puff off. I gave him so much woosah. Probably shouldn't say that out loud because I, I cross state lines with it. But I gave him so much <laughs> I mean, um, oh, definite puff puff. He's he's got a lot of uh, personality, and I know he's pro cannabis, so definitely. Yes. How about Vicky Gumbelson from Orange County? I'd have to pass. I would be so sad <laughs> to see what would happen with her when she's high. She'd be one of those people that's swimming naked in the lake with the snakes. With the snakes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would not jump in to rescue. I would not. I'll call for people. You're on I'm, your own, girl. So I'm going to pass. <laughs> pass on Vicky. How about, yeah. still from the OC, Kelly Dodd? <laughs> Kelly Dodd? Kelly Dodd. <laughs> you had to throw that in there. I was waiting to see a reaction. Actually, I would love to smoke weed with her because I think that's probably all she needs in life to calm the fuck down and take that big stick out of her fucking ass. <laughs> I'm I so sorry. That. Steve, you're probably going to be mad at me, but I'm so sorry. She's a has-been. She's 100% get her lit. So puff puff then for those reasons. Puff, puff. <laughs> Maybe that's what she needs. <laughs> How about Seth Rogen? Beloved Seth Rogen, famous stoner Seth Rogen. I follow Seth Rogen on Instagram and all he posts are the ceramic pots and vases he makes and plates. And it's just the coolest thing you can ever see. If you follow Seth, you'll understand. It's just every time he posts, he goes, I made this vase and that's it. That's <laughs> so amazing. I would love to sit down with him, puff, puff, puff. <laughs> Please don't ask me about my uncle, because if you ask me about my uncle, it's just don't even go there. We know Uncle Snoop is that's just that's a god to me. So would I? Yes, yes, Puff. Yes, that was our last one. So we'll, we'll... he's amazing. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be done. You guys could just like switch off. You could give him some wusa. He could give you some of his. It would work out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How about Chelsea Handler? Oh yeah, she's awesome. Hundred percent puff puff with Chelsea. She's she's interesting. 
Martha Stewart. Oh, definitely Puff, Puff, Puff. Puff all the way. She's, she's like BFFs with Snoop. Anyone who's BFFs with Uncle, like, that's my family, too. Mm-hmm, for sure. And Miley Cyrus. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to pass on Miley. Uh, she's special. She in what way? Yeah. In the lake with the snakes. That's that's that kind. She could be with Vicky. They can they can take a puff puff together. Miley and Vicky, that's an amazing pair, I think. Okay. I feel like Miley is the type that like smokes all the time, but will keep going in that pond type of creep. <laughs> like not like the once a year in the pond type. Yeah, no, she just seems weird to me though. Okay. Not you your vibe. Know, as a general, I think she's does a lot more than smoke pot. So I'm not worried about her tolerance to it. I'm just, I just, she's an interesting, special, special individual. Yeah, not my cup of tea. I, I, mine, my cup of tea is a little bit more colorful. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That is fair. Okay. So while we're on the topic of your fellow Bravo celebrities, I want to know which Bravo celebrity rubs you the wrong way. Do you have someone that comes to mind that you see them out, you see them at an event and you just kind of roll your eyes, you dread having to say hi to them? The Countess Luann. <laughs> Countess Luann. Okay. Countess Luann. We used to have um, these things called the Bravo upfronts. Mm-hmm. And it was like this biggest thing that would happen once a year that every person from Bravo would get invited to New York. It was like our Oscars almost, right? It got larger and larger to where it turned into the NBC Universal upfront. So all the NBC Universal networks, I mean, the Kardashians, everyone was there. So there was this one time when now we're the NBC Universal, we're the upfronts for the NBC Uni upfronts. And um, it was like three, it was me, Reza, and I think MJ. And we were sitting in the seats in the auditorium because the presentation's about to start directly to the side of me was the Countess Luann and the cast of three or four of the cast of uh, Housewives of New York. Now she's a very big woman. Okay. She's, she's got a lot of size on her. I'm sitting there. I'm talking to Reza chit chatting. Then my entire body gets shoved down from the one side as she uses my body to prop herself to stand up. And I don't even know this. We've never formally met. We're just sitting, we're, we're you know, we're Bravo family, but we've never even talked like that. I, I then released my body to slide so she could drop. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, Reza, did you see that? And he's cracking up at this point. Reza's laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? So she came back and she's like sitting in her seat and the show's going on. And now I notice one of my other Bravo friends sitting behind her. So I do one of these things. I whoop like this with my arm. It's as if I'm reaching over to say hi. And I kind of, you know, brushed her face and she's like, oh, like this. I was like, oh, okay. You know, but so the Countess Luann, I do not like that woman. She's mean. She, she, she shoved my whole body down like a crutch. Like it was... I'm I'm not that big. Yeah. You know, I melted. Yeah. <laughs> not melting. Oh my gosh. So I yeah. totally believe that. Um, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, you've been in the headlines. There's a lot being spoken about. I mean, your podcast, it just came out yesterday and there was headlines like first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people have a lot of opinions but we want to know what your opinion is on, I guess, whatever you want to call it, the fallout, the aftermath uh, from your interview with Randall Emmett. Um, I'm going to say to you the same thing I've been saying. It's that I, I, I do feel like I need to give a lot of people some answers because I keep being asked. And a lot of people want to know what my kind of my perspective and my take is. I do feel like there was a lot lost in translation, uh, what people are perceiving, what my side is in this. And I do want to still continue to collect my thoughts more and how I address it because I'm a little bit unfiltered and raw. I don't want it to seem like I'm offending either Randall or Lala. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is I was friends with Randall before I ever knew Lala. 
So I'm a loyalty person and not reference. But my interview with him, the 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 perspective, that's a whole different thing. So I just need to still figure things out and you know, I want things to calm down. I'm being really attacked from all sorts of angles that I I support cheaters and that it's just like, come on, who interviewed R. Kelly? What is that saying? That like condone what R. Kelly? No, it's like I'm trying to cover a, a story, a situation. And to me, that was my fucking Michelle Pfeiffer moment because for six months, nobody was able to talk to Randall. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So instead of people being like, wow, she was able to like get him to talk. That's amazing of her. I'm being like stabbed. Like Mm -hmm. you're gross. I'm I'm following you. I just lost all fucking respect for you. So I just need to, I need a minute and I'm going to talk. I'm going to say my piece soon, but right now I just need a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. For you girl I was like oh my goodness this is just kind of like the rinse and repeat of social media people are just looking for reasons to get upset with people to cancel or to unfollow or to villainize so for me it's just annoying it's just noise you know I can't imagine for you who's actually on the receiving end of it it's that's the thing because like you said we are living in a time of cancel culture I am a Middle Eastern brown person You know, the reasons and wants are already existing. It's like Mm -hmm. me saying the wrong thing. It's like, oh, well, that's what it is. It's because of that. You know, so I'm just just, waiting for it. I'm a very Mm -hmm. unfiltered person and I try to remember my authentic self. I have no internal judgments for people. So I can never portray that on the outside either. I'm confident in that. I don't need to filter that part of myself. But the part that I notice, I seem to have offended a lot of women in this that hurts me so i just want to figure out how i'm gonna be able to really address this situation the right way without being canceled or called a whatever you know i mean i called myself fucking sexist because of what i said but it's a true matter and i'll deal with it i'll deal with it i'll deal with it all yeah well we're rooting for you totally i think already the way that you've handled it is you know authentic transparent because i mean some of the things that people are saying i'm like where's Loch nessa at (laughs) (laughs) so always loved your transparency i talked about that earlier with the cannabis and everything you've been open about you know how your dating life is going and how you wish to live the polyamorous lifestyle which i love and admire so what are your expectations with like sharing your dating life moving forward? Are you going to, you know, be open and transparent about that? Or do you kind of want to like keep that part of your life kind of private moving forward? Well, can I first ask you a question? Sure. Why do you love that about me that I took that route? What, what makes you like that so much? Um, I'm polyamorous myself. So yeah. Oh, you are. Yes. How long have you been actively poly? About three and a half years. Oh my God. I've been exploring it for longer than that. Yeah, I need information from you. I need a lot. I'm learning a lot. It's This is like, it's a shy of a year. And I'm very open to talk about this because the more I talk about it, the more I'm learning um, about it. Um, I think that for me, the closest feeling I can assume would be like coming out of the closet when I read about polyamory for the first time and I kept reading about it, it was as if it was like, I just, like I, I was like, oh my God, I'm not weird. Like there's a whole thing out there mm-hmm. called polyamory and I'm not weird. I'm not fucking weird. Mm-hmm. You know, because unfortunately in a society, we are so suppressed to live by this role, right? It's, it goes in a sequence, mm-hmm. right? And whether the people are actually living a polyamorous life, but just calling it cheating, you know what I mean? I, I'm here saying, wow, there are people who are okay with saying that they want to be with like this and that. So it's been really cool to um, feel like myself a little bit more. Um, it's a little liberating, I would have to say, that I understand a little bit more about my intimacy level and why I've always had so many issues in relationships. Um, you know, I, 
it's 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 again i don't know what i'm, I'm not uh gay so i don't know what it feels like to come out the closet but it just feels like these doors were open for me into this world that makes so much sense for me um and it always sort of did because i think mentally i was sort of always in that concept of a polyamorous lifestyle i wasn't cheating on anyone i don't believe in cheating at all at all like i'm against it 100% and i think when you're in poly you realize that um exclusivity is such a big and important deal in poly relationships mm-hmm. because you already have an extra you know a person in your life cheating is not a thing it's just about communication right. it's just mm-hmm. about communication so i love that because i'm so open and communicative so i i enjoy this i am um, i was seeing um three people it's now sort of two one of them which is my ex um it was a little difficult for me he told me he's ready to try this he said he's different than he is then which he is i, I mean he's been in my life since we broke up which is like eight and a half years i think now you know uh he's had a kid i've had a kid he's uh, booming in his business i'm busy doing all my things and he's just saying i think i want to be a part of that he was like i think i can understand it so we've been trying and we have you know once a week we have a date night because it's taking some time for me to emotionally see him re-see him you know because mm-hmm. he's into this acts like family that just travels with our family with his kids so it's interesting and he's respectful he doesn't ask me any questions about my dates i do have another one who it is and i notice it's more difficult for men to grasp the concept of a woman openly being with someone else and that they can openly be with someone else it's very mm-hmm. i think than it is for women i notice a lot of insecurity in men and and the one guy every every other day oh oh are you with that guy is that is that your guy is that are you the, mm-hmm. oh are you going on a trip with that guy okay so that's not what i signed up for because jealousy cannot exist in a polyamorous relationship it can't yeah there's no room for it right am i wrong no, totally. I mean, I think that it's important to, when you have those feelings, address them because yep. there is no place for the jealousy. Like it's, we're human. So sometimes we might have those feelings that start mm-hmm. to stir, but you can't let it fester because right. it's ultimately going to mess up the relationship. And and people's jealousy is not the other person's fault. That's That's the most important thing because they're feeling something I should not be given the hard time because we went into mm-hmm. an agreement of this is what I was going to be doing now this is your independent issue so i'm very easy with saying either fuck off or figure it out <laughs> you know what i mean yeah totally the poly's been great poly's been great hopefully you guys will soon see more uh, intimately into my poly life as i'm pursuing it i'm learning a lot i'm um it's fun exploring it it's challenging and it's fun have you yeah, noticed totally. any sort of uh Uh, judgment or just unwanted opinions from any people in your close circle when it comes to this every single one of my girlfriends you know what they all say what do they They say they all say the same thing it's so lame you haven't met the right guy this will all change if you just meet the right guy it's that's all it is you just need the right one the one and what i'm saying is well maybe you need more than the one because in my world we are a never ending adapting species mm-hmm. that's science that's human science we keep readapting yeah. it is impossible literally to stay in completely inclined through like this with one person through your entire life that your experiences your dramas your happinesses your sadness are going to keep you guys so aligned bullshit i'm saying go experience it you know what you're going through maybe i'm not going to understand it go find those a person that will because I do enjoy all the other parts to you, but I don't want to lose that. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's logic. It's the women who know that their men are cheating and don't say shit because they don't want to lose the man or the money or the whatever. That is poly. They just don't want to put the title on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that same response. I'm I'm similar to you, Gigi, where I don't look at marriage as being like a goal for me. I just really don't want that. 
Um, and you know, it's even, especially talking to my mom about it. I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, ever get married. So maybe like my, my 30th birthday can be like a wedding or something to where like, I can just go all out, oh, did you have just a say huge your party. 30th birthday? My 30th. Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 29. It's coming up. Yeah. 29 years old and you are doing it yeah <laughs> oh yeah okay so what are we doing you. for the 30th you're dirty 30 what are we doing no i know i don't even like saying 30 i'm like okay well maybe i can make a way around it maybe i can just put the year i was born instead of like a big all 30. <laughs> you gotta own it 30 is lit i'm not ready i mean and that's no disrespect i realize how i sound on the last show that i did uh i would i had a whole episode about that where it's like no, 30 to me, someone I look at at 30 is not old. But for me, I just don't feel like I'm there yet. Like, how am I there? How yeah. are my 20s about to be done? You know, done. done. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes at 30. I feel like things start changing around 35, 37. I think you start adulting around mm -hmm. 35, 37. It's not even 30 is nothing. I mean, listen, I'm going to be 41 this year. I look fucking good. I have great doctors. But it's also a mentality, it's a mindset, you know, it's where you are, it's how you feel, it's what you give to the universe that the universe gives back, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel great. I have no issue saying I love my age. I feel like life for me literally just started. I just began enjoying entrepreneurship. I just began being a mother. I just mm -hmm. began life in so many ways. So 40 yeah. is the new 30 bit. Yeah, I, I see. I it. see similarities. You know, I, I want kids as well. I think down the line, I need to get a few more years out of being selfish out of my way. And then I can kind of focus and recenter <laughs> and regroup, you know, you're going <laughs> to so admire fine. that about you. You're gonna be fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. So 30th birthday. We're not sure what we're doing, but we'll make sure we uh, we hit you up for that. <laughs> what did you say? To I like the wedding idea. 30th birthday. You were telling your mom, what were you going to do? Well, I mean, I have all these ideas. I'm like, okay, well, do I? I love country music. That's like my favorite. I love, it's either country or hip hop. It's like either one day I'm listening to country, the next day I'm listening to hip hop. Either way, there's really not a whole lot of in between with me. So I love the idea of doing like a bougie rodeo. So like dress, like think like Meg the Stallion, think Lil Nas X, where you have that bougie-ness, but you still have like the country feel. I want a mechanical bull. I want like you know, like red solo cups and, or maybe not, I don't know, but no, you need <laughs> I want it to fill solo cups. You have to have solo that cups. and then you have to have just for like decorative facts, you need to have those big jugs, those big, like, like, you know, like yeah. the Simpsons cartoon jugs on yeah. the side. Like that's the bar. Oh my God. If you need like a party planner, my co-host from genuinely Gigi Anita, mm -hmm. she's the best. Okay, that sounds like right. a really fun party. Yeah. It so does. that's coming up in June. Oh my gosh. Only a few more months a left. Rodeo. Bougie wrote it. Country, but bougie. That's what I'm thinking. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Gigi, uh, for sharing and opening up, as you always do, being transparent. Thank you for lending your voice to our podcast and spending a part of your afternoon with us here. We appreciate you so much. Thank yes. you, guys. And we look forward to uh, your food truck, to uh, having your Wusa products that are... Are they live now, or are we anticipating a launch Everything date? Everything will be out this 2022. It's the year. It's all happening. 2023, the bags will be coming in. Yes, my yes, yes. Form, My Wusa, my food truck, my podcast, it's happening in 2022. You can have a whole day on, like, Gigi, like, products. Like, wake yeah. up in the morning, use your sex toy, smoke some Wusa, go get something to eat, like and then listen to the podcast and chill yes. it's the full package it's the full package i'm offering a lifestyle <laughs> that's that's what the brand is a lifestyle i love it and you do have a live show coming up right you have a live have recording a live of your podcast he is booked again we are going to do the improv in san jose the date is to be determined it's coming soon though um uh, yeah it's going to be amazing i mean the one we did in irvine it blew up i was throwing the biggest dildos out for the audience. I mean, like, <laughs> free vibrators, free dildos, sex toys, sex drinks. It was, I felt like we were at Chippendales in Vegas. I mean, it was the best. We had a great show. I love that. I love that. Well, we'll be in the audience for that one when it uh, is determined on when it will be. So we look forward to that. Yes. Yes. And thank you so much again for, for uh, spending time with us today. We look forward to hearing what's in store for you and seeing you on our TV screens very soon. Yes, thank you. Wait. Thank you, Gigi. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, guys.
All right, well, that was a fun interview. That was so cool to meet her, huh? No, yeah, she was amazing, honestly, like better than I expected. Yeah, she's so friendly and fun. Like it's a, like we've she been is. friends for years or something. <laughs> right. Like I feel like I could go to happy hour and just like kick it with her. Hey, well, I mean, she did say she has some stuff to talk to you about her uh, her relationship <laughs> uh, interests. So you, you got to take her up on that. Yes. <laughs> let, let us know how it goes. Totally. Next time I come to California. Yes. When you come to California. <laughs> yes. I don't know when that will be, but I'm going to come. I know. I wish you could be here for my birthday, too. That'd be fun to have all my favorite people here. I know. I love birthday parties. Yes. And my big one that I'm still trying not to say, but we all know. <laughs> I was born in 92. Embrace so. it. <laughs> I know, but, but then once I say it, I can't unsay it, you know? I'll just wait. Wait till the day. Yeah, but you <laughs> bloom and you blossom. It's like, hell yeah, I'm 30. No, no, I'm not afraid of what happens after. Literally just <laughs> the fact that I don't have the right to say 20 anymore. <laughs> yeah, that part is a little sad, especially like losing the last couple years of your 20s to COVID. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That I debated okay. turning 28 again this year, <laughs> but I let myself turn 30. <laughs> Just, you know, those don't count. You guys didn't see me, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Gigi, I'm going to be hitting you up for my birthday. So, hey, see you soon. Oh, and then she can have her food truck uh, come to the party and we can have a yes. bottom of the pan at the party. Hey. Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous. I might need to book a flight. Country music and Middle Eastern food. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we got some kind of unfortunate news. I mean, it's not kind of unfortunate. It just is unfortunate mm -hmm. that the Shaws is not actually returning to Bravo anytime soon. They kind of left it open-ended that uh, it won't be returning soon. So that, you know, at least leaves the door a little bit yeah. open, right? A little bit. Um, I'm seeing rumors that uh, I think from TMZ too, so that's pretty incredible, right? I yeah, I think TMZ. Unfortunately, is I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about how there may be a spinoff uh, involving MJ, Reza, and Gigi. So we will be seeing okay. her on our screen soon, whether that's streaming or whether it's on you know network TV. Um, but either way, I'm gonna watch. So <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, I love them. Yes. Well, I'm excited to uh, see whatever is in store for us as Bravoholics. And do we still call ourselves Bravoholics? I don't hear everyone say that anymore. I don't know if that's like offensive. Yeah, I think the Bravoholic movement has um, just Shifted. not many people use it anymore. No. Okay, but like, well. they're still Bravoholics. Like, what else are we going to call ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Someone think of something and let us know. <laughs> Well, that was amazing. That was a fun part one of our double premiere. And so uh, in fun. part two, we're having Derek Kaczynski from The Challenge, who I used to oh. watch. Oh, my God. I literally, I'm such a nerd. In, like, middle school, I would write little pieces of paper with all my, like, favorite challenge people's names on it. And I'd cut them out. And I'd, like, shake them. You know, like, when you're, like, picking <laughs> for, like, White Elephant or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would like make my friends play with me and we'd play like pretend <laughs> challenge. And I don't know why I admitted that right now. I really don't have to, but I just did. That's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like 12. I don't know if that's too old to be playing imaginary uh, shows, but. Nah. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I used to have the biggest crush on Derek when I did oh. watch the challenge. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like huge 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 crush um me too <laughs> so i was like fangirling a little bit when you told me that you were going to interview him i'm excited for everyone to hear about that for sure he was giving me some some thirst traps on there too i'm like oh Derek, i'm gonna really? be professional here come on <laughs> <laughs> but yes i'm excited oh for gosh. everyone to hear about that um that'll be for part two next week for our double premiere so Hello. you guys stay tuned for that. And thank you for joining us for our series premiere of Do You Love It? Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. That's how I hear it in my head all the time. Do you love it? Just like, you know, a little airheaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. Yes. Do you love it? Right? That's how we Very just say Paris it. Hilton. 
Very yeah. I mean, hey, that's kind of that's kind of the the goal there, the vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. We have our Instagram that we launched. Uh, it's Do You Love It Pod. All the words are full words, no abbreviations or anything. Follow us on Instagram to keep in touch with us. Share us your opinions, your thoughts. If you have any ideas on guests that you want to hear on our show or any games for us to play, please reach out. Let us know. We love to hear all your feedback. And uh, thank you again for listening to Do You Love It? The podcast. Thank you, guys. Love this so much. Do you love it?